Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records, available this summer. The One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2, featuring exclusive tracks from Almighty Watching, Outnumbered, Striker, Burning Strong, Raw Brigade, Struck Nerve, Scourge, Final Right, Dead Heat, Year of the Knife, Point of Contact, Pain of Truth, Mind Force, Invoke, Payback, Moment of Truth, and Cruelty. I'm so stoked for that comp this summer. It's going to be super awesome. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, go boot up your Instagram, your Twitter, and hit that follow button so you can stay up to date on all the upcoming news. Also, Shackled announced that they'll be releasing a limited cassette tape from their Hate Five Six stream back in January. It was produced, mixed, and mastered by Len Carmichael, and that will be made available at the Philadelphia Hardcore Record slash Merch Swap happening April 18th. So please, if you're attending that, make sure to go find the From Within Records table and pick up a tape from Shackled. Also, uh, make sure to be safe, wear a mask. On today's episode, we travel to Arizona. We had to track down members of the new straight edge band, Civilian Mind. I had the pleasure to be able to sit down and talk to Brian and Martine from the band. I was so interested in to hear about their upbringing and how they got to the point to start the band Civilian Mind. I have a lot of hope for this band. I love their sound, and it just has me really stoked that there's a new band in Arizona that sounds like this. I was uh, made aware back when the demo dropped. I was scrolling through the internet, I'm pretty sure it was Twitter, and I saw No Echo made a post, and shout out to No Echo for uh, doing a really great job at doing the news and just promoting bands. So I, I saw their article, clicked the link, and it was uh, just something that I was really into from the beginning, and I knew that I wanted somebody on from the band, so I'm happy that it, it happened. And if you guys aren't familiar, please seriously do yourself a favor. Hit pause right now. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, whatever, and go seek out Civilian Minds uh, demo Buried in Memories. It's seriously awesome. Three songs, and it just meant a lot to me to have them on just to hear about the music and hear about them because I'm just such a fan now. I, I love that band, and seriously, I hope uh, they have a lot of success in the future. I hope more people get into them. So strap in, enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Brian and Martine to the show. live welcome to the podcast brian and martin how's it going guys going good it's going good i'm uh, happy to have you guys on the podcast uh it was back in february i was uh, you know obviously i, I follow uh, no echo on social media and I, I just happened to come across that tweet where they were um you know kind of promoting your guys's uh, uh would it be fair to call it a demo or ep i'd call it a demo okay yeah. So I, I saw them promoting your your demo, and I was like, oh, I was like, I've got some time today. Let me check out this band that I've never heard of. And I was just so stoked on the music. And I, I knew from that moment that I wanted to have somebody on the podcast. Um, but it just took a little time because obviously, you know, with booking and everything. But I, I'm just happy that we're here. And I finally just get a chance to talk to you guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on. It's really cool. 
So for uh, people out there uh, not too familiar, can you guys talk about um, what you guys do in the band? Yeah. Um, so basically the band is just the two of us. Um, Mart- Martin does vocals, lyrics, um, and then essentially I'm everything else um, as of now. Uh, we have a friend, Ryan, who's playing bass with us. Uh, we're still trying to get all the pieces together to you know, hopefully play live if you know, once things can come back to that. Um, mm. but as, as of now, it's essentially, I I'm writing all the music and then Martin, I let him do whatever he wants to do vocally. Yeah. <laughs> I just okay. go on there and cry about everything and anything. No, it's awesome. I, I honestly, I, I think the, um, you know, for, for me being like a, like a huge fan of hardcore, just like I'm hearing the music. I, I just, you know, I, I think it's really good stuff. What you guys are doing down there in Arizona. Well, thanks, man. That. Yeah, the, re- so, the response the response to that demo has been way more than we ever thought would yeah. come from it. So that's been cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so based off social media, uh, Brian, I know you play in another band, but uh, Martin, is this the only band that you're currently doing? No, so I sing in another band called Point Break. Um, I don't really know what kind of genre of music. I know it's hardcore i guess you can say but not sure exactly under what category it'll fall under but yeah we do that and um we're on another label called irish voodoo records oh irish voodoo um uh wasn't a scare tactic don't those guys run that label uh yeah no i just know joey from it i don't even know who else is on it to be honest with you or maybe scare tactic was on that label I, i'm it uh now i'm drawing a, a blank but i know those guys are definitely involved it somehow yeah, I, I know, I don't know much about their label besides the fact that, like, I've had a few friends, like, in Plagues and stuff that were on it back in the day. Okay. So, I'm, I'm curious about you guys. Uh, are you guys uh, born and raised down there in Arizona? Uh, Martin, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so, I was born in Los Angeles, and I moved to Arizona when I was four, four or five, and I basically mm-hmm. been since. We've been here ever since yeah it's it's a similar story for me um my family's from chicago uh we moved here when i was like one or two i was really young so i basically lived here my whole life for sure so you don't really have like too many memories of being out there in chicago no nah, i mean we went back every summer and you know um but that's that's really about it now I'm curious. Uh, I, I, anytime Chicago ever uh, gets brought up on the podcast, I always have to ask: Are you familiar with uh, Vernon Hills? Uh, I'm not. Okay, this uh, this uh, famous YouTubers from there uh, who I'm a fan of. So I'm just curious. So I always have to ask. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course. Okay. Um, but as far as uh, hardcore for you guys growing up in Arizona, uh, how did you guys stumble upon th- this like subgenre of music? Uh, Martin, oh, you want me to go? go. I'll I'll go first. Cool. (laughs) Um, I kind of found it. Um, I guess I don't remember exactly when. Um, I have a sister that's about four years older than me. Um, she was always super into into music, mostly uh like post hardcore kind of stuff, like Thursday. So I kind of got a a nice jump there. Um, and I definitely started out coming through metal. Uh, I was into metal when I was really young. I played guitar and stuff, you know. Um, so I was really into that. Found my way through to like death metal and stuff. And then I really want to say like, because I've thought about this 
over the past couple of weeks, probably the gateway into hardcore was like when I found like hate breed or something. And I know I found hate breed and terror around the same time. And it was just one of those things where that just kind of led me down the path of looking into it more. And then, you know, finding things like bridge nine and whatever, and all that stuff that was happening at that time. Um, as far as local shows and stuff like that, like I, I didn't start going to shows until probably like 2008. My first ones I probably went to were in like 2007, but like actively going was like 2008, 2009. And it was the same thing. Like I would, you know, there was a couple of shows when I was younger that I wanted to go see that weren't super far and I just kind of made my sister take me or, you know, I heard about them from one of her friends or something and then kind of went from there. I introduced to hardcore from Headbangers Ball, which was on MTV. I used to watch that. I got it like that's how I found out a bunch of bands, and then I kind of just worked my way through it. And I started going to shows actually around the same time Brian did. And then that's just how I started getting more into the local scene and just discovering more bands that were coming into town. I was kind of involved with the guy who was booking shows when I was younger. So that's how I was kind of finding out a bunch of bands that were coming into town through him. Yeah. Most, most of the stuff I found was like, I, I lived um, in like the cave Creek area of Phoenix, which is like a really far North suburb. And like, especially when I was younger, there was like to get to a show was a whole ordeal. <laughs> so uh, a lot of my knowledge and stuff just came from me having access to the internet and going through message boards and, you know, early days of whatever, like file sharing stuff, um, bugging older kids that I knew that were like a year or two older, you know, end up making them give me CDs, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I feel it's really important to be able to kind of reach out and, uh, you know, kind of talk to the the kids who are there before, or like the older kids who might have a little more knowledge. I, I know it can seem like a little, uh, you know, daunting to like the, the younger kids to just ask for you know help or for information but i feel like that's just probably the best way to uh, go about it is talking to people who've been around that have that knowledge and then that are you know more than likely willing to share yeah yeah i i had this friend uh shout out alex Brissett, who uh i i made friends with right before i entered high school he's about a year older than me played in a band called no alters for a while from here and uh he uh we had an art class together and I specifically remember this because he scared me. And every day, well, not every day, but probably like once or twice a week, he would call me over to like the different table. Like he would like motion at me like this. And I would go over there and he would have a backpack full of CDs and he'd be like, take these home, listen to them. If any of them, are, any of these cases are broken, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and uh, uh, there was some cool stuff in those looking back. But I mean, and that was, that was you know, I had, I had a lot of friends that were older. But then, um, yeah, really just the internet. Yeah. I, I remember back in high school, I was a freshman and it was like this weird thing, uh, where I grew up, there, there weren't too many people who listened to the, the type of music that we're into. So it was like me, it was like random freshmen. And then, uh, just so happens that these, uh, older kids, like the juniors and the seniors found out that I listened to the same type of music as them. So they came and like, kind of tried to like recruit me to go hang out with with them in like the actual like lunch area where all the lunch tables were because I, I was like kind of like a loser hanging out and like down in the wings where um, all the classrooms were 
and uh you know credit to a lot of them because they were in a lot of local bands and uh, kind of uh, put me on to like a whole bunch of new experiences uh, a lot of those people that i met were some of the uh, friends that i made that actually ended up taking me to shows when i was younger when i wasn't able to drive yeah it's literally the same thing for me it was like there was a group of like three or four kids that were a little older and like i had my friends that were my age who got into it with me but i was the only one that was like straight edge and the older kids were straight edge so i think that mm. they kind of took me with them a little bit more because of that there's a little more of like a kinship there if you will for sure and for me i I don't have like a whole lot of experience with going to shows in arizona like uh i feel like the only places that i've gone in arizona for shows is uh, out in yuma because i have a buddy out there who uh books a lot of shows oh yeah jeff yeah 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 Yeah, we know jeff Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Obviously you guys are from the same state, but yeah, Jeff's a really great guy. Um, we we actually do like an MMA podcast together. So shout out to Jeff. Um, Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, but yeah, so it's just like, I, I've just gone to like basically every venue that he's ever done in, uh, Yuma, except for the venue that he owned. Like I, I went to prison Hill a lot and then there was this one called open. No, was it open aired in Yuma? Right. Yeah. I I think so. And then he had Jeff's venue and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually never I've never gotten to to go out to a show out there because like, I remember when he had the venue, I didn't know him, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing it on the flyers. And then obviously recently um, he does a lot of stuff out of Prison Hill and he's done some really cool shows. I just I never like pre covid. I work a lot. And so I, I mm-hmm. never got to travel down there to go to a show. But I've heard it's really fun. I've heard they got a, actually like a lot of people come out and stuff, too. Which is cool because yeah, it's, it's not that it's not that big of a city. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty surprising uh, the, the 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 turnouts that I would see going out there. So it was uh, I felt like something special. But how long is that drive um, from where you guys are at to Yuma? I think it's like three hours. Yeah, about two and a half three hours. Yeah, it's it's pretty substantial. At least as far as like in the state goes, because you know like. Uh, Arizona and Tucson and Flagstaff are the other major cities and they're all about like an hour, hour and a half apart. So it's not really that far. Yeah. That that doesn't seem like that bad of a drive, but yeah, when you uh, basically double it just to get to Yuma, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty rough. (laughs) So I'm curious about um, you two. How did you guys meet and when did the first idea come uh, to want to start civilian mind? How the hell did we even meet, Brian? I think we just met at the Nile. Yeah, I I don't actually know how we met. Um, I It's weird because, like, I always knew who Martin was in passing for a long time because I don't know if you remember this, Martin, but a lot of uh, our older bands played a lot of bad shows in I North remember. Phoenix together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but we didn't really know each other until, I don't know, a few like four years ago maybe a little longer a little longer um and so yeah we we both worked together for a while um i i do a lot of live production like sound and lights for concerts mostly and then um one of my main spots i work at is a venue here called the nile martin worked there books stuff we both book stuff every now and again and did security and whatever we all just kind of do whatever um so we kind of met through there and then I don't even remember when it was that you hit me up with the idea, but the original idea was you wanted to sound like all teeth. 
Yeah. And then I sent you a song that sounded nothing like All Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we made an EP. I don't know if you remember more about that than yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that was basically it. I, I had hit you up about wanting to do something. And it's like you said, it was more along the lines of All Teeth. And then, like you said, you sent me something that was nothing like All Teeth. And we kind of just went with that. And how long ago was that? Uh, it was beginning of last year right yeah it was it was a while pandemic yeah it started started the pandemic um because it's one of those things where like like i was saying i i work a ton normally pre-pandemic and um i'm i'm always traveling and and stuff because i do i do sound for a lot of bands on tour so i haven't been able to like really be in uh, a band that wasn't more or less an internet project for like a while. And when the pandemic hit, I had all this time. So I was just trying to do anything musically I could um, just cause there was like seven months of last year or six or seven months where I, I just straight up had nothing. I had nothing going on uh, of, of any sort, just nothing but spare time. And Martin hit me up with this idea and like um, I've always wanted to do, a band in that in that world i've never gotten to play in just like a straight hardcore band it's always a little like metal tinged just because that's i don't know that's just what i end up playing in um but like you know every everything that civilian mind sounds like all that early 2000s kind of bridge 90 stuff was like my favorite one of my favorite eras of hardcore and so when he hit me up i was just like well if i just write these songs i'm sure he'll just go along with it because i know he likes that too And were you surprised, Martin, when you heard those songs? They weren't really what you were asking for. Yeah, I, I was. I was blown away, man. Like, like I said, I, I wanted to stick to something. Like I said, like all teeth. And then when he sent me that, I was kind of like, mm, whatever. And then I like listened to it again, and I was like, no, this is actually really good, and it and it has a lot of potential. I said, we'll run with this, see how it works out. And like Brian said earlier, like the response we've gotten from this is just. It's crazy. Like I honestly didn't think anyone would even care to listen to any of this stuff. So for people to actually go out of their way, like you said, you you, you saw the the article or whatever, and you wanted to just check it out, like it's just it's mind blowing. Like I I never thought anyone would even care about anything we were doing. Yeah, like I mean, ultimately it was just kind of like a fun fun project that we could both do while you know there weren't shows and like Point Break couldn't do much of anything, and then. Uh, besides write more music obviously and like I had nothing going on so I had nothing but but time and it was just one of those things where um, we just were gonna do it for fun obviously and then hopefully make a real band out of it just to play shows eventually and just through I don't know I guess me and Martin Martin's years of uh, just knowing people getting to know people from going to shows and whatever a lot of people from a lot of really cool outlets you know like no echo and stuff actually wanted to hear it and then actually liked it and put it just in the in the public eye i guess which was crazy yeah i feel like that's uh you know uh, a testament to the music that you guys put out it's just that good and it's awesome to hear that you guys uh just wrote it because um you wanted to you know have a a, a new project you know something for fun and you know you guys just uh kind of just doing what you wanted and you know to hear that you guys are kind of surprised by the response from it i i think is uh 
pretty awesome because uh, you know you guys really had no expectations for it. But you know to, to hear that it's again like you know such like you know positive feedback, I can't imagine you know it must be you know pretty cool and make you guys want to you know, keep it going and not just uh, you know have it be like just like this weird little you know inter- internet project. You guys might want to take it a little more serious. Yeah, I mean like like I said, we we already have our friend Ryan who's down for bass, and we're still just trying to figure out stuff with drums and whatever because like we want to play shows with it we want to be able to 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 do anything with it i haven't stopped writing music since that came out it's not coming uh we're not really rushing a second release but um we kind of have it mapped out already and have some ideas as far as releasing it uh we already have like three songs i want to say there are two songs that are essentially done for another release um yeah, because it was like as soon as we saw that, we were like, well, we got to step it up on another one and we got to do it again. And, you know, I, these songs are really, you know, it's like any other form of hardcore. These songs are, are made for a live response, you know, so to not play some of these live would feel really odd to me. Um, like the title track, I like I, I just want to see people react to it. That's, you know, that's it's like everything we're doing is essentially for the love of, of hardcore. And for me, a hardcore is like a really alive experience. Um, not to say that the recordings can't capture that, but I, I just really want to, it'd be really cool to finally see once we can, um, an actual response in a room with people going off, you know, I mean, hopefully I guess <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> they might just stand there and look at us. Who knows? <laughs> I am curious because when I look at uh, Arizona hardcore and I look at the the more active bands or the the um, the bigger bands, uh, you guys kind of stand out when it comes to the sound. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, uh, aren't like you know, that typical sound isn't really coming out of Arizona right now. Do you guys even care about that? That you guys were just gonna you know kind of add in this new flavor or you know to what's currently going on in Arizona hardcore? Yeah, I mean, I think that's always been, at least for me, like the beauty of Arizona Hardcore is that um, there's a lot of different sounds that happen. Um, I think that generally anyone who's familiar with a lot of, especially Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, Hardcore, that there definitely is more of a um, a sound to it. There's uh, kids here really like heavy stuff, like really heavy stuff, really like beat down. So there's been a lot of that since I started coming around. Um, but there's also been other bands doing other things and trying new sounds. Um, you know, I think for us, it wasn't really a concern of, uh, other people, I don't know, trying to, trying to fit into some kind of mold here. Cause I think kids here are really receptive to things. Um, so I think as long as it had some fun parts in it, I wasn't too worried about people not liking it and you know there i think that there is a lot of kids here that enjoy just the more straightforward hardcore i just don't think that they necessarily have uh like want to start bands or anything like that or like play instruments um you know um because there's a couple bands from here that are aren't like super heavy kind of stuff um you know like a lot of people compare us to um our friends from tucson incentive which is like a very similar style thing. Uh, really like Stryfish. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think we were too 
I don't know if we were really even thinking about them when we wrote these songs, honestly. I think we were mostly just, like I said before, just doing it because this is what we wanted to do and mm-hmm. uh, didn't really care if other people liked it or not, per se, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. When I, when I look at uh, Arizona Hardcore, there, there's like just some bands that I can't get over, like bands that I love for uh, like Where Eagles Dare. I, I yeah. feel like that band, whenever you talk about Arizona Hardcore, like they have to get mentioned. And they're like this older band from like the early 2000s, uh, Life in Pictures. I'm yep. not sure if you guys are familiar. Yep. I think like 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 those two bands uh now you guys are added to that list of just like arizona bands that i just absolutely love and uh you know bands like beg for life because i feel like jeff and all those guys are like super talented so i'm always you know keeping up with them and talking about what they're doing and get a grip super awesome band yeah awesome um, yeah it's yeah that's a it's a good list to be a part of uh yeah i think i think for most people around the u.s at least i don't know about other anywhere if Arizona hardcore even comes up. But uh I think definitely where Eagles Dare, Life in Pictures, and then like Run uh, with Run, the Hunted. Yeah, I was gonna say Run with the Hunted are like the main ones that come up that really stick out. Maybe Unra. Um mm-hmm. but I feel like they're kind of lost on uh some of the younger kids. But uh I think those are definitely like the main ones. I mean those are the those are the bands that like at least when I was growing up when I was trying to find what bands come from here that weren't like local bands, I already knew trying to find, cause I, I'm big into knowing like the history of certain areas is really interesting to me. You know, mm-hmm. like you find one band from one place. And if you start looking into that city's history or like back catalog, if you will, there's always more, there's always cool stuff. The history is just really interesting to me. Um, but I think, I think those ones are, are definitely the, the standouts of, of the past there's a lot of really good bands happening currently here um that are like really varied we had a, a real renaissance a couple years ago where it was just like there are bands everywhere um yeah, and I, I totally forgot to mention the, the beautiful ones so i, oh, I yeah. definitely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely got to bring them up uh, and i i forget the name of the, that new band that they're doing um and they they have the the uh, the dude who's saying for Alpha and Omega. I, why can't I think of that band's name? Um, I don't I don't even know. Yeah, yeah I don't even know about that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all doing a, a new band. It's not like uh, really hardcore. It's like it's like more like rock. I, I guess I guess like the best way to put it. It's pretty interesting. I think, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen mm-hmm. something about it, but I I honestly don't know anything. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like all all those guys are like super talented, so it's always cool to see them staying busy. And they had that other band, uh, was it Divine Hammer? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Austin. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're 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 a really sick band. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's a bunch of cool locals coming out of here and here and Tucson. Um, like Arms Reach is kind of like a. Uh, somewhat similar vein to us i think a little more like crow magsy yeah. um mm-hmm. we have we got skin ticket um which is josh who's also in purgatory uh they're like uh i don't know how else to put it but it, it's it's like a really they're just a really heavy almost grindy um kind of like sepultura meets nails kind of thing mm-hmm. um written by a bunch of dudes that have just played in awesome hardcore bands for years um i already said incentive 
I'm sure there's more. I'm going to forget. There's a there's a, quite a few right now. Sorry, you can just drop them in as you remember them. Yeah, as uh, I remember, I'll drop them in. Uh, but I'm curious, before the pandemic uh, started, uh, what do you feel like the state of Arizona hardcore was? Like, was the scene pretty thriving in, in your guys' area? Oh, yeah. I, I would say it was it was doing pretty good. Um, right before, we, we had a couple really big gigs um, right before uh, the pandemic hit. I think the last... I'm trying to think of what the last couple, I know the, the last show that happened where, where I work, I wasn't there cause I was on tour, but, um, was a chamber show that I know did pretty well. And I remember what Martin arms reach was, or not arms reach. Uh, the warriors was right before yeah, that, right? We did. We got the warriors. It was the warriors beg for life. And then I think drain. Skin yeah. Skin there, was a, there was a, quite a few bands and that was, I think that was a packed show. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this or twenty twenty was was I know from stuff I had booked and whatever was was looking to be a pretty good year. Um, like I said, there's right now we have a lot of bands, or at least a good amount of bands that are really solid. We have a lot of kids that come out to shows. You know, it's like we don't have the biggest community I'd say here compared to like around the country, but um, it's pretty oddly tight knit just because it's not so many people um it's not to say it's small or anything either but it's one of those things where if, if you come around for a couple months you kind of know who everybody is even though mm. it's like you know whatever i don't know a larger group of people and uh it, yeah it was going to be an interesting year last year we had uh a venue or two that were in Tucson that were doing a lot of shows, uh, go away. And, uh, a lot of that stuff was starting to move up towards Phoenix again. Cause it kind of fluctuates, or at least the past couple of years, it's been fluctuating between the two, depending on who's putting them on. Um, some kids had just formed like a collective up here that Martin is part of for booking shows. Um, it was, it was like, uh, it was looking to be a pretty solid year. I think that everyone's still kind of just holding on until it's safe to do stuff again. And I think when it comes back, it's just going to be just as strong as ever. Uh, hopefully stronger, but who knows? I think I prefer having like a like smaller tight knit community versus having like a giant one. Just where I'm at over here in uh, Southern California, I'm out here in Orange County. It, yeah. Uh, like you know, we get uh, you know, L.A., Orange County, San Diego, um, and whoever else is happened to be in town from wherever uh, other state or city. So it, it just seems like this. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, being around for so long, you you get to know who the actual locals are, but it always just feels like there's um, you know, just so many tourists coming through, which is a uh, pretty interesting. Like I, I don't mind it, but I I think I I would uh, you know, kind of like to be back in that smaller tight knit community where like. I guess more people got along and were actually friends and not so, you know, whack. Yeah. 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 I mean like here, I feel like at least as long as I've been going to shows in Arizona, it's been a little more tight knit, a little smaller of a scene. Not everybody always got along necessarily, but, Mm -hmm. um, definitely more tight knit. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a unique, uh, scene, at least from what I've experienced and talked with other friends from other places just because, you know, like I was saying it, 
it's a larger group of people, but if you come around to, you know, four or five shows by the end of it, you, as long as you've been talking to at least one person, you probably know everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, everybody's at least recently it's, I feel like it's been a lot more, um, uh, inviting, I would say. It's like, I remember when I first started going to shows and I don't feel like it was as, uh, inviting or open to outsiders as it kind of is now <laughs> yeah as as martin laughs you can mm-hmm. you can get the sense um but like um yeah i think the past like five or six years it's just been really like people just bringing friends that aren't even into hardcore that end up being at every show afterwards and like just it it's been it's been really cool it's really inviting yeah, I, I feel like I've been fortunate enough. Um, you know, uh, I was able to navigate through hardcore uh, you know, just by uh, making, uh, you know, friends and, you know, um, them introducing me to like their friends and just, you know, kind of slowly I was just kind of able to meet nice and welcoming people because I have like, uh, you know, I, I even have friends who uh, wanted to make it like a little more like inclusive and not welcome like, you know, new jacks or whatever terms you want to use. And I was just like, yeah. I was always just like weirded out by that because I'm like, dude, like those are like younger people and you got to kind of realize they're the future Like as much as you don't want to be their friends or you think they're or you, you think you're too cool to associate with these like younger kids. It's like, dude, we got to kind of uh, try to at least be nice or set them on the right path, uh, you know, give them some bands to listen to take some of these weirdos to shows or something because without them it just ends with us and like do do we really want that to be it it's like no like yeah. I, I don't think that, that that's right and we should uh you know do our part to try to keep it going by kind of like you know ushering in like the you know the people that come after us and uh and you know people thought i was so weird for kind of having that mindset so early on because um you know they're like oh well like i've been going to shows for x amount of years i don't want to you know show these kids like these bands that i had to figure out on my own and i'm just like why like it, it, it doesn't cares. like it, it doesn't like yeah like what benefit do you get by like trying to keep these young kids out it, it just never made any sense to me so like i've always tried my best to be as welcoming as i can like like i i'm not gonna like you know act like i'm the friendliest person but um you know i i just do my part to try to be nice and uh, you know if if i if i see or somebody have wants to have a real conversation about hardcore like i'm down um but it's just like it, yeah it was always just like so confusing to me when my friends wanted to just not help these new kids out or, or be like welcoming you know it's like it, it was just like mind-boggling to me you know yeah it was it was like a weird thing for me when I first started coming to shows. Cause like I said, I, I grew up in a suburb that was like really far from where any shows were really happening. So when I first started coming to shows, it was like, I only knew the couple friends that I came with, you know? And as I kept coming, I kind of like sort of learned who other people were, you know, by like being like, uh, you know, Ah uh, shit, you know, whoever's getting it, you're going to start pitting, like, I got to move, you know? And, like, I didn't necessarily make more friends until I really started playing in bands um, or even, like, working in venues, really. Um, so, no, I totally get what you're coming from. It was it was odd. I just kind of kept coming, even though I didn't know anybody. And uh, nobody was really interested in talking to me, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that idea kind of here has been abandoned 
which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely got a couple people that I would call like ambassadors <laughs> that uh, if, if they see someone new at a show, they'll straight up just go walk up to them and be like, hey, how you doing? Who are you? Like, yeah, come hang out with us over here, which I think is, again, kind of a kind of a unique thing in itself. Um, I mean, it's 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 weird in Arizona just because I feel like we're one of the few places too where like there's still like there's still a few old heads for sure but like a lot of the older kids from when I started coming around either moved away or just like aren't really involved anymore mm-hmm. you know and you know stuff happens life changes uh so it's a lot of kids that are all actually just straight up the same age with like a couple younger kids you know which is uh I, I don't know I I guess to me feels sort of unique compared to what I've experienced in other places, you know, especially like where you're from, where I know that it's like, it's just a big amalgamation of, of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely um, pretty interesting, but I'm, you know, for me, I'm always curious what it's like everywhere else. Cause this is all I know. So this is normal for me. So I always have like this weird, like, you know, uh, I always like fantasize about what it's like to live in like maybe like the tri-state area and be able to hit like, you know, yeah. a couple different states with only like a couple hour drive versus like, you know, like for me living in Southern California to get to where you guys are at, that's a mission. It's like probably like six or seven oh, yeah. hours just to get to you guys. Yeah. yeah. I have, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I have, I have a friend who lives in Orange County who I, I didn't really meet until recently. And he was Ooh. telling me about, how, uh, his name's Christian. He was, does uh oh my god what was his he did bootleg shirts for a minute that's how we met mm-hmm. i met him at fya one year and he was like hey this is weird but like you bought this shirt for me once and i was like oh yeah what's up uh, that's but, awesome but it was the same thing where he was like yeah i used to go to shows you know in phoenix every now and again because my dad lives out there and i was like yeah that's a whole process i think a lot of people on the east coast too like don't totally understand that mentality where it's like you know, like I've, I've a lot of friends from Florida and it's like, they know people from all over just because it's like, yeah, whatever we can drive to I mean, Florida in itself is essentially a country, but mm-hmm. like for anyone on the West coast, it's like, it, yeah, it's like, it better be a really good show for you to want to go across state lines. Cause it's going to be a whole ordeal. Like to, for me, for us to go to any show in California, like anytime I've gone to a show in California, anywhere. You know, it's like, all right, got to make sure I'm not doing anything for like two or three days so that I can like drive there and not have to drive back overnight. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, and out here, we're definitely spoiled because a tour will come through and we'll have the option. Do we want to hit the L.A. date, the Orange County date, if there is one or San Diego date? Or do we just want to do all three or sometimes a, a tour will start um, in one of those three major cities and then end back in california so it's just uh you know it it's always you know there's always something going on out here yeah yeah i feel like we we always we're like a pass-through point for a lot of, like anyone heading west mostly so i feel like we get a lot of a lot of tours too a lot of really good shows um mm-hmm. just because people have to come through here um and it obviously we have a scene and stuff so it's worth it to stop and play the show but i feel like that's kind of like you have to come through arizona you don't have to, but for the most part, you're going to be routed through Arizona to get yeah. to anywhere in Southern California, which I, you know, gives us a bunch of cool opportunities to 
make bands play here. <laughs> no, I, I I totally know how that is. I'm, when I was uh, uh, growing up, had a you know couple friends who would book shows. Uh, shout out Steve Kippel, and he he tried his hardest to to make the Palm Strings area like a like a stop on the way to either you know um, heading towards Arizona or from Arizona on the way up towards uh, you know L.A. Orange County San Diego, and they're like got some good shows but it, it just uh was just too hard without having like a legit venue and this guy was literally pulling money out of his own pocket to pay these bands just so they they could you know uh, or just so they'd want to come back and not screw people over but it just got to a point where it was just became too much and uh, things just kind of fizzled out over time yeah. yeah and like in 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 my time here at least in the scene here like we've always been spoiled in the similar sense where like the place that I work, the Niles always kind of let people have shows and Michelle who runs it, you know, came from Arizona hardcore. She used to tour with where Eagles dare back in the day and stuff. So she's always had contacts to book stuff like that and whatever. And even if she passed it on to, you know, me or Martine or somebody else to be like, I don't really want to do this show anymore. You want to do it? Like, um, we've always had a place to foster it. Um, mm-hmm. we've always had a, we had a big DIY, community at least when i was coming up where i feel like there was a ton of diy spots that are all gone now a lot of it was a little more like power violence a little crustier uh kind of stuff and a lot of those spots don't do shows or exist whatever anymore um but we're lucky that the place that that has been doing shows here still at least for right now is still going and still allowing fostering i guess a scene if you will more or less um, and because obviously that makes or breaks a scene if you can even have a place to do anything. Yeah, I, I always uh, appreciated those DIY venues because it was always like a little off the wall, and I was always scratching my head like, "How is this even happening here? Like, who, yeah. who, yeah. who's, who's the person who is brave enough to want to be responsible for anything that happens here?" There, there, there used to be this uh, venue that closed a couple of years ago. It was just in a warehouse behind some gas station out in Fullerton, uh, shout out Rift Mountain. It was the like, it was just like the most like DIY venue and it, it eventually got shut down, but which sucked, but they had some awesome shows there. Like I, I saw, I saw drain in there for the first time. Dare had their uh, record release show in there a couple years ago. Um, just, uh, I, I think the last show that happened there, I think Jesus piece played there, which was insane. That's, that's wild. Yeah. You ever heard of a garbage garden. Uh, no, I'm not familiar. Yeah, that was a venue. I think it was L.A. area, and that was like in the middle of an old warehouse, but it was mm-hmm. like DIY. But yeah, I played. I played a place out there. This would have been years ago with like mm-hmm. a really old band. I was in those called. Oh my god, I can't remember what it was called. Was it? Wasn't the smell? I don't remember what it was. It's the same thing you're describing. It was just like some kids in a warehouse in Marietta. Uh, I can't remember what it was called for the life of me. I'm sure. The only the only thing I remember Marietta more recently was like some some kid was having stuff in his garage. Yeah, yeah. It was this was this was like six years ago, seven years ago, maybe more. I oh man, I don't remember what it's called. I have it. The Dial. That's what it was called. It's called the Dial. Okay. Um, and it was like literally some kids rented an industrial garage building mm-hmm. thing and just like had shows in it. 
Um, I only played there like once, but it was cool. I mean, we yeah. had we had a long running place like that. Um, went by a bunch of different names. Last name it had was called Chamber or Chambers, mm-hmm. um, and it was literally just a storage unit. <laughs> and like, like, uh, I, yeah, like I saw like nothing super recent because again this was a couple years ago too but it was like i think i saw blistered on one of their first tours was in there Uh, i saw coke bust in there uh i don't remember who else i know i saw like a lot of it a lot of that stuff was a little more like punky crustier stuff too Mm -hmm. but like every now and again someone would be like uh let's put this hardcore show in there and it's literally like a tiny little storage unit in like a uh, parking lot of storage units um and every show was just absolute chaos it was i mean it was awesome in the best way possible but i think yeah and then we had we had another diy spot that uh michelle from the nile did uh in tempe that was called 51 west that was like a coffee shop that had a stage in the corner for a couple Mm -hmm. years um that we did a lot of stuff out of at least this is all recently there's mm-hmm. but uh that, that place had a lot more shows um for a while the last show that i went to was at this place in la called the wreck uh it's pretty diy it's like upstairs in some uh warehouse building down in like it was like in like the arts district and uh, I it was the only time that I I'd ever been there, and I remember I I went to use the restroom, and you like walk in, and there's like uh, it looked like somebody it was like somebody's like actual like personal restroom because they had like shampoo and their loofah <laughs> hanging in there. And I'm like, oh wow, this is this is crazy. Um, but I, I remember just like you know just minding my business, um, enjoying the show, and then somebody just like sparks up a cigarette, and I was like, oh, this is like super DIY. Like they don't even care. People are just straight up smoking cigarettes inside the venue. I was like, yeah. this is kind of kind of gross to be honest. But I was like, whatever. I was like, I'm I'm gonna just uh, you know not try to uh, start a big old thing because obviously um, I didn't know what I was walking into. I do. I love spaces like that because um, I mean I don't know when I I was there was a long period of, for me where I was really into like power violence and stuff. So I went to a mm-hmm. lot of just only DIY shows, not exclusively, but a lot of them were like in those kind of environments. You know, like like the places talk about chambers, uh, like. I literally remember seeing a show there for an old band from here called gay kiss where people just started lighting off fireworks inside the storage unit. And there was like 70 kids in the storage unit and there's like people throwing trash cans and like lighting off fireworks. Uh, there used to be a spot here that I saw weekend nachos in when I turned like 18, I only got to go there once. It was called uh icy And it was the same thing you're talking about where like, it's literally just like a building in like Mm -hmm. the shitty part of downtown and like people just like lived upstairs i guess i don't really know i only went there once but and it was just like yeah no one gave a fuck like people smoking inside like whatever just and it literally anything you could think of happening was probably happening in like a corner somewhere and yeah yeah, we we had a bunch of bunch of places like that i've always like it's funny because you know like being straight edge or whatever i've just always found those places really interesting i it's just it's just chaos which i love i love that there's no and just no no structure you mentioned straight edge was it important for you guys to start a straight edge band i think it's something we've both always wanted to do i don't know if martin has been in one before no yeah i haven't either 
um like growing up i had a couple friends that were straight edge like i was saying that were older and once they graduated and went away it was like i was the only kid in like my immediate friends group you know so it was like uh trying to start a straight edge band was a thing that was never going to happen and like arizona straight edge has kind of like had its peaks and valleys and uh i think more recently than not we've kind of i feel like there's not a ton of straight edge people here so it was kind of one of those things that like i didn't think was really going to ever happen so when martin was like let's just make it a straight edge band i was like oh yeah i'm 100 percent in because if it's it and that's part of why it's taken us a minute to find people to play in it too is because finding someone who's like you know a straight edge drummer in arizona has been somewhat of a challenge mm-hmm. um yeah if you're a straight edge drummer in arizona hit us up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta put the the bad signal out there and yeah. try to you know get somebody. I'm sure there has to be someone out there that probably isn't even aware that you guys are looking for a drummer. There has to be, and it. Yeah. But it's like it's also funny just because you know, like we were saying before, since it's such a tight knit kind of smaller community, mm-hmm. if they are out there and they don't know, don't know me or Martine, and they don't know that we're looking for one, that's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I think for me it was something i'd always wanted to do um mm-hmm. never thought i'd be able to do and uh having it at least start out as just the two of us at least enabled me and martin to actually have a straight edge band which is again something i don't think either of us probably ever fully expected to happen mm-hmm. you know i'm still waiting no. on my i'm still waiting on my dream of uh my vegan straight edge band but that's even nope. more far off in arizona <laughs> <laughs> okay there's like three of us what were you gonna say, Martin? I was gonna say I, I definitely think being out there as straight edge was something that was pretty important to me, even though my lyrics aren't necessarily all about straight edge. Mm-hmm. I still feel that that message being out there that we are a straight edge band was something important that had to be out there. And I, I wanted to ask you about um, your lyrics, the uh, the title track uh, for the record. I was curious if you could kind of break that down for us. Yeah, so so mainly what I write about um, is a lot of depression stuff. So it's talking about growing up in a in a home where it was a lot of mental and physical abuse, and just trying to cope with it growing up and trying, in a sense, not to follow the same footsteps, but you feel like that's the only way to go because that's the only way you know, and trying to break out of that cycle of that family tree that's been broken for years that you're trying to start something new. And, and me being a different parent and husband, you know, with my wife and kids and not being the same that I saw growing up. And was it challenging for you when you decided to become straight edge? Cause I know for me, um, it was like such like a foreign concept. And like, even to this day, like my mom always asks like, Oh, like, are, are you drinking or doing drugs? And I was like, no, like, I, <laughs> I, I no. And as long as you, um, you know, you've known me, I, I I'm, I'm still not uh, into that. So, uh, you know, I, I guess it's uh, fair for you to ask, but it's like, no, it's, I'm still the same person. Still haven't done anything just chilling. But, uh, you know, for you, uh, you know, talking about breaking out of a, a, a cycle, was that hard for you? It, it wasn't hard per se. Um, I knew that it's something that I obviously saw a lot growing up with my dad, which was like a lot of drug use and alcohol, but it it never, I guess you can say, caught my attention to even decide to try it. Because to this day, I, I've never tried alcohol, never smoked, never anything like that. So it's never caught my attention. So I don't think it was necessarily hard. 
it was just more hard, I guess, trying to see where I would fit in growing up because everyone I knew, so I never knew like if I would fit in anywhere because all my friends from school were doing this. So I was like, like, where do I belong in a sense? And that's when I started going to shows and my sister's boyfriend was actually the one that introduced me to straight edge when I was like, oh, and thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I claimed and obviously growing up more and more, I started seeing the abuse that people were doing with drugs and alcohol. And it made me realize that that was like the best decision I've made. Hell yeah. Yeah, for for me it was just sort of a natural progression to straight edge. Like uh, all of my friends did whatever. Like I said, I, I had a few straight edge friends growing up, but they were all mm-hmm. older, so I didn't see them all the time. And uh, I never, never, I never had like a super big want to do any of that stuff. I mean, both my parents don't really, um, you know, they drink and stuff every now and again, but they don't, you know, they aren't 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 big into drinking. Neither of them have problems or anything like that. So it just kind of was a thing that was never, I was never really around uh, until I got older and I just never cared mm-hmm. a ton. It just made it way easier to just not, I mean, I guess not easier, but just like, I just, I had no very little desire to care about doing any of those things. Um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I, in my early days, I felt like um, all my friends were straight edge, but it was a, a trip to see every single one of them over time just fall off, which is totally fine. You know, live your life, do what you want to do. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna you know uh, judge any of them because uh, uh, obviously w- when I found out about straight edge, I didn't know any of them, so it's not like I decided to do it because you know the whole group was. It was something that I felt was important to me. Uh, you know, when I was alone. So when I started to see all them kind of uh, turn their back on straight edge, it, it, it was definitely like the, the very beginning, like, you know, when like the first couple of guys, uh, you know, uh, kind of told us that they sold out and they broke edge or whatever. I was like, uh, I, I was like heartbroken. I was like, holy shit. Like you guys are, uh, the dudes driving me to shows. You guys are like, you know, people that I look up to. So like, what does that like, you know, say about you guys for, you know, turning your back on this thing that you claimed was for life. People got, you know, straight edge tattoos that they, they have to get covered up and stuff. So, those early days, it, it was definitely um, like a shock. But you know, as I got older and a little more mature, um, and just more people started selling out, I was like, okay, like uh, like this is just uh, you know, it seems way more normal than when I was uh, you know seventeen, eighteen. Um, but it's like what you guys do is not really going to affect my choices. Like I'm, I'm still going to mm-hmm. you know stay straight edge. Like this wasn't like some weird fad or like a trend for me. So, um, you know, it, it's been funny to, to like kind of, uh, you know, just still stay the same. And I, I still run into, um, you know, people to this day and they're like, oh, like, are, are you still straight edge? And I'm just like, yep, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. something that yeah. I, I uh, you know, I was true about and I still am and I, I'm not ashamed of it. So it, it's it, it's always funny, but it's always, um, you know, fun for me to be able to talk to guys like you and um i always feel like it's uh you know a li- little more special when i find a straight edge band that i like because i'm like oh cool this is like you know more people that i can identify with like later in life that you know still believe totally. in these things that i you know believed in like when i was younger and still believe in to this day yeah, totally. yeah the, the drummer from where Eagles there mike anytime someone would break edge you would just say more straight edge for me <laughs> yeah I live by now yeah, oh, yeah. I, it, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I look at it the same way you, you do, where it's like, doesn't matter 
it for me straight edge is more for a personal thing mm-hmm. and for the individual than it is for anything else like you can totally have reasons outside of yourself to do it but at the end of the day it's like if it's not for you what's the point you know yeah. like if, mm-hmm. if you yourself aren't uh how am i trying to word this if if you yourself aren't trying to to make the change or like you know live a certain way it's like just just don't like it's always confused me when people like and i'm sure you've known a couple too were like flip-flop between being edge and not being edge or whatever and it's like i don't care what they do it's just like always been so silly i'm like yo just don't don't claim it it's cool like no one cares <laughs> like yeah. well i'm sure someone cares but they don't mm. matter <laughs> like yeah no I, I totally know what you're talking about i had this uh this buddy uh and he was like super straight edge and then he broke and I'm like, cool, like do your thing. Like, like we're still friends. Like I'm not going to, you know, stop being your friend just cause you sold out. And then he's like, and then I remember he sat me down one night. He's like, dude, I think I'm going to reclaim and be serious about it this time. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like, uh, I, I'm sure. Like, I'm not like, you yeah, know, you don't yeah, have to get my it. approval, do whatever you want to do. Just, uh, you know, just live your life. And then like, I remember I, uh, had, you know, found out he got drunk. And I'm like, oh, cool. I guess he got he got over it again. And, you know, it's st- I'm still his friend, like not a big deal yeah, to me. Yeah. And then he came to me a third time. It was, I was just like, yo, like uh, or uh, he was going to reclaim for like a second time. Right. So this is his third time being straight edge. And I, I told him, like, dude, just don't do it. Like, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, like I don't I've sober, never met. It's fine. Yeah. It's like I've never met anybody in my life that's tried to reclaim as much as you. Like, obviously, uh, from my uh, you know viewpoint, it just doesn't seem like it's for you. It doesn't have to be for you. It's totally fine. Like I'm, like I said, I'm still gonna be your friend. I don't look at you any different. I, I think it's more embarrassing for you to try to come back to this thing that you've, you know, given up yeah. multiple times already. It doesn't seem like you really care about it. So just, just don't even think about it. Just, just be yourself. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's always funny because it's like, yeah, you can still not do drugs and not drink and whatever, and just just say you're not, just not say you're straight edge. It's fine. Like mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. I, I've always. Yeah. I kind of like the, uh, I, I mean, I, I think I like making jokes about it more. The, uh, the, uh, the older ways of the more, uh, more, the more tribalism way of straight edge from back in the day, you know, where it's like, oh, you, like you were talking about where it's like, oh, you broke a, you broke edge. Mm-hmm. I can't like, I can't be friends. I can't be associated with you. I, I think it's the funniest thing on earth. And I love making jokes about it. And I love like all those really old, uh, or not really old, but like those older, like super militant, like kind of corny straight edge stuff, just cause it's just funny to me at this point. Oh the, man. The mysticism behind it, if you will. Dude, I miss seventh dagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was an era, man. I, Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it was crazy. Like I, I just, the amount of straight edge bands on that label it was insane and some of those bands were actually pretty good um and i think yeah, some no, of them totally. yeah i think some of them could still um, hold up to this day and you know might not be a, a popular opinion but whatever but i was a fan of uh you know what Sam's dagger was doing but also it got to the point where like the merch became a little too corny and then i i think i felt like the bands just kind of got over it and dudes just moved on uh yeah, yeah ryan who uh is playing you're gonna play bass for us uh you can see it in the pr- the one promo we have <laughs> Um, I think our friend Raleigh, shout out Raleigh, uh, gave him like, I don't, do you remember Motive clothing? The like they made all like the really cheesy straight edge shirts. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Oh, they're like, they're just like bad puns or mm-hmm. whatever. And he somehow acquired like 
I don't even know how he's got like a closet full of them and he just wears them everywhere. Like if you look at our promo and like kind of zoom in on him, I mean, I think you, you don't have to zoom in. He's wearing a shirt that says like, it's like Jim Tan straight, straight edge. edge. Yeah. yeah. Like I think last time I saw him, he's wearing a shirt that just said, she thinks my edge is sexy or something. Oh like, my, he, that's he terrible. Loved, yeah. I love it. I, I, I like, I kind of want it to come back. Like the really like, I mean, it kind of is. The, but I think it's more a uh, tongue-in-cheek thing. The really obnoxious, uh, I'll, I, I'm straight edge or I'll kill you, whatever, merch. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's comedy. I, I never really noticed uh, his shirt in the promo because now that I'm looking at it, I'm just like thinking, wow, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, we all showed up to take the photo. And we were just like, damn it, you're really going to wear that? And it was just like, yeah. And I was like, whatever. Yeah, it's at funny least, at least if someone... the, he told us in the group chat and I was like, okay, that's funny. And when he showed up, I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's a little hidden, like, little hidden gem. You guys were uh, hoping it was a joke, but he was actually really yeah. serious about it. <laughs> well, with him, you never know. So it was, it was I, I kind of knew he was going to show up wearing it, but it was whatever. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. it's hilarious. And if someone actually catches it, it's just makes it all the better for me. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm curious about um, the Nile. You, you mentioned, uh, Brian and Martin, that you guys have worked there. Uh, is that venue doing okay? Because I know out here, even some of our like established venues, they ran into some trouble during the pandemic, and luckily mm-hmm. they were able to make it through. But as um, far as um, you know, that venue out there for you guys, um, are they okay? Have venues closed in your guys' area? Um, venues definitely have closed a few of them, but I'm, not as many as you would think here. Yeah, but I, I know the now is actually doing pretty good because Michelle is probably like one of the hardest working people ever. So she mm-hmm. would find any sort of resource to try to help out in any way. And I think that's what's been keeping her. Open. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the Nile itself is doing fine right now. We have, I know that we have some stuff booked for the end of the year. Um, or like later in fall. So I know stuff there is going to come back and right now they're going to make it to it just fine. There's definitely been a lot of places here struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, yeah like shockingly i think we've only had of, of the major venues we have here only really one is closed and not many people were sad to see it go um, the damn yeah it yeah it, it was a weird spot um mm-hmm. but as far as as far as the nile itself goes it seems like it's it's gonna be coasting right now at least uh fingers crossed especially because of uh like neva and the save our stages stuff going through where now they can get additional funding to help her, uh, you know, pay for costs until they can be operational again. Um, I think that they're doing fine from what I know. Uh, yeah, Brian and I earlier in the pandemic actually did a benefit shirt for the Nile and they had a picture of Bane and Bane actually was like a hundred percent on board with doing it. So it kind of did something even cooler because there was a band backing that too. Yeah. Um, Michelle's like, like I said, she, she comes from hardcore. So she's, um, she used to like Bane's like her favorite band. She's like follow Bane around and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people know her. She's been booking shows for, I mean, I've been going to her shows since I started going to shows like mm-hmm. going and playing. Um, so she's always been a big supporter of that stuff. And she knows a lot of people and, um, she's, you know, a familiar face, if you will, um, to a lot of people. 
yeah, we, we did that shirt. Um, the idea for it partially behind, besides it being her favorite band, we used to do a fest here only happened a couple of years. It was called within these walls, which is, you know, from, from my therapy by Bane to lyric for my therapy. Mm-hmm. And so we, we got the idea to throw them on the back and we did that actually sold a bunch of them, raised a bunch of money, which is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, venues that do the kind of shows that we've been talking about, they're all seemingly doing okay, but there's only like two of them here. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. There's really only a couple. Um, the one place that closed had done a few shows. Uh, but I think it was kind of, um, kind of a thing for kids in the scene here that it was kind of universally hated uh, for a multitude of reasons. It, the biggest one being it just really wasn't, it's not really ran by the type of people that understand what hardcore mm-hmm. is. So trying to do, you know, like I think they did uh turnstile there once and it just like did not go well. It was just like, just, I, I wasn't there but it just sounds like it just like wasn't a good time for anybody. So yeah, like I said, no one, no one was really sad to see that place go. I mean, I'm sure some people were, but they're people that are into like radio rock. So I don't Mm -hmm. really care. (laughs) Yeah. There are some like weird venues where, uh, you know, people will be stage diving and security is like freaking out because they think that it's getting too aggressive. And then the band start fighting security and it's just like this big mess. And yeah, uh, you know, hardware is not meant to be everywhere, you know, and all sorts of types of venue. Because obviously people um, on on the outside who don't really get it and when they see it, they, they just think it's like way more intense and, you know, way more chaotic than it really is. Totally. Totally. Uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's, I understand, especially from working in on the venue side where it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I totally get it. Where if you don't know what's happening or you don't know people that are involved, it's like, it just seems like <laughs> your worst nightmare happening at all moments. Uh, yeah. there's a giant lawsuit waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I get it, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's special when you find those places that do at least, even if they don't understand what's happening, they're just okay with it unfolding, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a few of them throughout the years here, but definitely the Niles, but the mainstay, I think at least for the past like 10 years. So. And you, you mentioned things like later in the fall that might happen. Uh, but I'm curious, you don't think things could happen sooner? Uh, here, I think in Arizona, they could happen sooner. Um, cause mm-hmm. we've been, we've, especially with pandemic stuff, we've been rocking out the vaccine, like, like no other, from what I understand. Um, so maybe it, it, it's a weird thing with shows because it's like, I know the stuff, stuff related this year is, is in like touring groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like anyone who does any kind of touring, cause that's where you, you're going to see a lot of money. I mean, I think people will go to anything. I mean, hardcore maybe could come back before then here, but it's one of those things where you have to look at like a, you know, it's like a cost benefit thing where it's like, is it going to cost you more to put on a show than people you can, you know, safely have in a building until vaccination numbers and stuff. And the, you know, our cases go down like Arizona, basically, uh, our lovely governor 
just threw restrictions out the window like a week or two ago. And we're already mm-hmm. seeing like crazy spikes from spring break and stuff. Um, I mean, we were, we were like number one in the world for a while over the summer last summer with COVID where it was like, like decimated it, uh, like the city, not really, but like it, you know, it was, it was very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already seeing numbers go back up. So it's like, I don't know, man, it's, it's anybody's game. I mean, they're even saying now that there might be another wave. So like, who even knows if like, I'm still optimistic for fall, uh, but who knows? I mean, things, like I said, things could happen here locally, probably sooner, like mm-hmm. legally, I guess we could do them right now, yeah. but it's just like, is it the smartest move to do it monetarily and for like public safety? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, out here in California, they announced uh, a couple of days ago that starting April 15th, that uh, like indoor concerts and stuff uh, are going to be okay. Obviously, uh, just depending on the, the type of venue and type of event, there's like certain restrictions. But the fact that, um, you yeah. know, starting April 15th, that stuff is going to you know, start happening again. I uh, think it's like, okay, uh, it seems like Things like uh, this is out here in California. Um, things like seem like they're kind of moving back in the right direction because obviously, um, you know, more vaccines are you know getting dealt out. And uh, with our counties, because um, like we're broken up into like different like zones or like different tiers of uh, you know COVID, and like yeah. we're we're all like moving into like the better tiers. Um, but but I found it really interesting because uh, today I'm not sure if you guys saw, but uh, Madball uh, they announced a show that's happening next month in uh, Rhode Island. Oh, I and didn't see I was, that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, and I was just like, oh, cool. This is like, I, I guess this is like the first like, like real like show to come back, and yeah, uh, like um, from my understanding, it's sold out, and then it's not getting the negative feedback that I've seen other shows that try to come before. So I was like, okay, is this like, is this like the turning point? Like, you know, Madball, uh, they have the show, it's sold out. Kids are gonna go. Um, and it's like, you know, if, if that turns out well, maybe we can start seeing things pop up, like you know, around the country again. Yeah, I think it. It just depends on, I mean, it's going to be weird to see because like touring across the whole country is going to be kind of weird just because mm-hmm. everybody's, every state is handling it differently, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, that turning point's coming for sure. Like I said, I, I'm really optimistic that we'll all be going to stuff again by at least the end, like end of the summer, at least I'm hoping. Um, I, I don't see any. I mean, unless this fourth, the fourth wave thing actually happens or, but I think that the rate most places that are vaccinating right now, I think will be, I think will be golden. And I know from, you know, like bands that I work with that are touring acts regularly that I'm planning on at least in the beginning of fall, having uh, work again in that department. So I think everyone's pretty, pretty optimistic. I think that that could be the turning point coming. Um, in a lot of places, but I, you know, I was gonna say something, I don't remember what I was gonna say, but yeah, it's, it's coming for sure. Um, hopefully sooner than later. Cause yeah, I, I'm, I I'm interested, uh, definitely interested to see how it's going to play out. Uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely miss going to shows because obviously there's like, you know, so many bands that I love that I want to see live and even newer bands that I, um, you know, can't wait to see live. So it's certainly uh, something that I'm looking forward to, but I'm, I'm just curious how it's all going to play out. Because for me, like, uh, I, I guess I, I'm not as like worried about COVID as I used to be. 
because uh, you yeah, know, exactly. like I, I got COVID, I, I, I beat it. Uh, you know, I, my plan is to get vaccinated at some point, but it's just like it's just not like this uh scary thing that we thought it was like at the very beginning. You know. Yeah, yeah. As more information's come out, it's definitely mm-hmm. like in unless you have, you know, uh, or, or in a certain couple groups, it's not as uh terrifying as we once thought for sure. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. already I'm already done being vaccinated. I got both shots already. No, oh, so I'm okay. yeah, so I'm not super. I wasn't super worried about it for my personal sake before. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a younger dude. I'm healthy. I'm That's not good. super worried. Um, yeah, it just comes to that thing where you have to, you know, worry about those groups that will be affected. You know, like my parents and mm-hmm. you know, like my mom's a teacher, so like, uh, it was pretty crazy watching our our government at least in Arizona, local government, um, you know, like having kids go back to school and stuff while we were like number one in the world, or at least they're trying to get us to go back. And it's like, you mm-hmm. know, my mom's like, my mom's in her sixties and not the healthiest person in the world. So it was like watching that unfold was kind of weird. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm personally, for my own sake, I'm not really worried about it. If I, if I do get it, I'm sure I'd be fine unless i have some hidden health problem and then i just die but like, who surprise knows? Yeah, who knows mm-hmm. uh, how about you martin you have a family uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been probably pretty stressful to you know not only have to worry about yourself but you know like the people that you care for yeah it was definitely scary at first because i got three kids and then me working in construction i'm surrounded by people mm-hmm. all day. so it was definitely a fear but with my department, because I'm a safety director for the company, I was the one that had to implement the rules. So I knew that I was following them. So I knew in a sense I was safer, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Not least scary at first, but then it's like you guys said, more information was coming out, the less threatening it felt. But it was definitely scary in the beginning. Yeah, 100%. But uh, I'm glad that we're here 2021 and, you know, uh, we're all seems like we're in good health, uh, you know, talking to you guys here and uh, able to get through it. And hopefully uh, as things start to get better, uh, you know, we're able to kind of just move past it and it won't be, uh, you know, such a big issue. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like what I was saying before, what we're trying to trying to get at least for for civilian mind trying to get actual full band members so that we can be ready when stuff uh comes back to play some stuff it's gonna be a weird thing for us too uh because like i was saying we want to play shows really bad uh mm-hmm. i think that this music would translate really well live but i work so much and i'm, I'm constantly gone that like there were shows that me and martina know are are supposedly going to happen in like september and like we were like, oh, we should play this, and then I just like I don't even know if I'll be here to do it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's the same thing where I'm I'm just we're we're all just hoping, trying to be ready to do it. I mean, and if we end up not being able to play shows, then I'm sure we will at some point. I mean, especially after this this next release comes out, because so far um, it's been some of my favorite songs I've written. And I thought that mm-hmm. about the demo. So hopefully other people think the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you guys get the opportunity to come to California 
because I'm, you know, if I have to, I, I will go down to Arizona to, to see you guys live <laughs> if that's my only option. But but it would be nice to be able to uh, catch you guys up here in California because because obviously uh, you know, I'm a fan of the band and I, th- I think you guys would go over well out here with your style. Yeah, I would. I would love to play out there. Um, the couple times that I did in years ago in my really 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 old bands, uh, even if it was a small show, it, it was really fun. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to play anywhere. I'd love to get this project to actually be able to do like, even if it's just like a West coast tour or something, you know, that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of places, uh, at least from, uh, especially from the response that we've seen with the music itself. I think that there's a lot of places that a lot of kids would really dig what we're doing. And I think we'd have some, some really cool responses. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can get out there and do it at some point, even if it's only a little bit here and there. But so knows? I'm uh, curious about a uh, wide eyed noise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what's your guys' r- relationship with them? I'll let Martin um, take that one. I was doing a benefit shirt for no echo. Mm-hmm. And it's that hit me up discourage being one of them and discourage the this is the guy who runs wide-eyed and so um i know he was trying to come back and start doing things i know he was doing a few things before he, he stopped for a while and then he decided to come back um and i think it was just kind of perfect timing we were looking for someone who can do it and and it kind of just worked out perfect with him and i know a few of the ones from like uk and europe actually hit brian up about that yeah um the white-eyed noise thing like Martin Martin was saying, uh, he knows that guy through um, some of the benefit stuff he did for No Echo because Martin does a lot of shirt design. Um, And then, yeah, we got fortunate enough that people people liked it enough that there are other people around the world that wanted to put it out. Um, My friend Connor that I just kind of met through the internet hit me up and was like, hey, we're starting a UK label. I really like your demo. Can we release it? And we were obviously like, yeah, dude, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're the first release on, I think it's conviction yes. records. Yeah. I don't want to botch that. Um, and he just reached out because he wanted to do it, which was awesome. And then the same with uh, ugly and proud. They literally, I think just commented on something on our Instagram. It was just yeah. like, you want to do a European press. And we were just like, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I, I don't, I'm assuming they all must've found it because of no echo. So really shout out. Well, except for Connor, obviously cause he follows me, but mm-hmm. shout out. No, no echo is the real hero in this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate, um, no echo, uh, as an outlet. Um, I, I feel like they do, uh, uh, like pretty honest work over there and totally. do a good job of uh, covering, uh, the music scene. So I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm definitely a fan and yeah and i i credit them uh you know seeing that post is what led me here today yeah it that i think that 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 write-up and then uh our friend evan did a write-up about it in uh uh cult nation i think both of those definitely helped a lot i think the no echo one especially i yeah like i mean i don't know if like ugly and proud and stuff would have would have found it i don't know if you know, 
the some of the people we're talking to now about maybe doing stuff with the next release would have ever really given it a a shot if it hadn't gotten the response pretty much because of that article like yep. like i think that it would have grown somewhat organically by itself for sure but like i that i mean everybody who's not everybody but most of the people that read no echo i think we're looking for something of that vein and we just happened to write it and have it come out at the at the right moment right place right time kind of thing because mm-hmm. like i i know for me i miss that kind of uh whatever early 2000s kind of hardcore that like we we've been writing i there's a few bands doing it for sure but like you know like like american nightmare is like one of my favorite bands and stuff and and i miss that whole era and there hasn't been a lot of it coming out you know so i think that also mm-hmm. really helped yeah yeah no it's it's awesome and i i, I totally got a shout out um our friend ryan uh, and I was talking to my buddy Ryan, and he he mentioned oh, that he knew, yeah, yeah and he he, yeah. Uh, he he mentioned that he knew you, uh, Brian, and it, it totally uh, threw me off because uh, Ryan, uh, you know, uh, is a friend. I, I hung out with him in Florida when I was out there on vacation, and uh, him and I will uh, you know DM uh, just uh, catching up, and uh, I, I was telling him about. Uh, you guys, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get this band on the podcast, like, you know, super sick band. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, I know one of the guys in the band. You want me to reach out? And it was, I had no idea because he lives out in Florida. I never knew he had any connection to Arizona. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I used to live out there. And it just like totally threw me for a loop. And I was like, okay, this is like one of those things where like, all right, like the, like our world is so small and like, we're actually all like really connected, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. It's, um. Yeah, it was funny because Ryan, when he hit me up on Instagram, would be like, hey, is it okay if I give this guy your your Instagram? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, of course. Yeah, Ryan, um, what I was talking about earlier, there was I was friends with a bunch of kids that were older than me in straight edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan was the oldest one of all of them. And like, so uh, we, we hung out for a long time when I was really young. And then uh, he's, he's a little older than me. So he kind of like went to college or whatever and eventually mm-hmm. moved away. But it's like, yeah, I still see him, try to see him whenever I go down to Florida or uh, like I'd see him at FYAs and stuff. Uh, it was really funny because that's he's the last person I kind of expected to hit me up. Be like, hey, this guy wants to have you on his podcast. And I was like, oh, what? How do you guys know each other? But yeah, yeah it, it's such a small world. And anyone, yeah. anyone who's ever on the outside looking in, it's always very funny because it just kind of feels like you know everybody, even if you don't, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I was like, you know, gearing up just to, you know, uh, just DM the band randomly. But when he was just like, oh yeah, l- l- let me just reach out and try to make that connection. I'm like, oh cool. Like that's, I, I, I through doing this, I found that that's like, uh, typically the better route if there's like a, a mutual contact in between. Because sometimes I'll, I'll reach out, um, you know, just myself, and uh, you know, uh, people are, are pretty responsive. But then there's just sometimes where, uh, it just it's just a little too foreign. And I was like, damn, I, yeah. I wish there was a connection. So uh, I, I'm happy that that there was because um it, it made things like a, a lot more smooth yeah it yeah it was very funny very very small world i mean it, yeah it's just what it always is you know there's only so many people in the world and the the things that we're into mm-hmm. yeah, okay and I, I have to ask you you've mentioned fya a couple times were you there at the last one yeah i've gone a couple years in a row there was like one year i skipped um just because I, I have a lot of a lot of friends and connections with people in Florida. Um, and mm-hmm. it's honestly, I've only been to a few hardcore fests. Like I've been to this is hardcore once 
and I've been to a couple other ones. And, and FYA just has its own like personality that I just really like, and it's really mm-hmm. fun. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was at the one. What was it? I guess it was the beginning of 2020. Yep. Yeah, I was at that one. That was one of the last last shows I went to. Yeah, if, if you can see the sign back here, um, it's yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, from FYA, I, I always talk about how like that was like one of the best experiences I've, I've ever had because it was the only FYA that I've ever been to. Like I, I wanted to go, but just never really um, uh, you know pulled the trigger just because it, it's like the beginning of the year and I didn't want to travel alone. So uh, you know, uh, FYA seven, I was able to go with some friends. And it was seriously a great time from the moment I got there to when I left. It was, uh, you know, all around. Everybody was awesome. The bands were awesome. The, you know, people who attended were awesome. So it's certainly something that I um, am like, you know, like just tell everybody like, yo, like you got to experience it at some point because they, they, they get it, you know, from the, just the, the mix of bands of the lineup. It, it's just a good representation of uh, hardcore at that moment. Totally. And like last year, yeah, I guess it was last year at this point uh, we had like, I think the most people from Arizona that I've ever gone all went. It was only like mm-hmm. five or six of us, but it was like everybody that went said the same thing where they were just like, this was everything I wanted it to be. It's just, it's fun. People are literally just there to have a good time. The lineup is always sick. Uh, last year, the venue was uh, pretty much perfect. Like, mm-hmm. uh, which was also funny because it was just like, it was a, a JCC, which is a Jewish community center, which for me makes my whole life full circle that I'm going to a hardcore show in a Jewish community center, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which was just really funny. But yeah, they always have just like a great lineup, a lot of great like extra vendors, like record labels and whatever. And like everybody's just there to have a good time. There's, I, I, it has a totally different feeling than any other fest. And I think that partially has to do with Florida hardcore being the weird anomaly that it is where it's just kind of like a party, but also chaos at most moments, mm-hmm. um, which is always fun. So I'm, I'm curious about, uh, th- there's a band from Arizona that played that fest. Uh, do you know what I'm Construct. talking about? Construct, yeah. 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 Uh, do you guys know those guys? I, I, Cause I, I haven't really heard much out of that camp. Yeah. I went to, um, I didn't go to high school, but I went to school and played shows with um, Will, who's their vocalist, and uh, Raul, who's their guitarist, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, my buddy Sam, I think, plays bass for them now. I don't even know if they're actually still going as a band. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't don't know. Um, Yeah, they they released a few things, played a couple shows. their old drummer split off has a shoegaze band called evergreen now. Um, Mm. yeah, they, they, they played here. They were kind of an outlier here, I'd say. Um, as far as, uh, bands where I, I don't think a lot of people here really liked what they were not liked, but they weren't, people weren't really receptive to the kind of style they were doing. Um, and there's some other kind of drama y things there that mm-hmm. don't really matter. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Cause like, uh, me and me and Will grew up playing in like bad metal bands together. <laughs> and so like I hadn't seen him in years. And then one day I just saw him at a show 
And he was like, yeah, I really like youth crew now. And I was like, this is awesome. Mm. It's just like, I'm like, weird, let's go. And uh, when he, when that band formed, they were called something else initially. Uh, freedom. Of- freedom of, yeah, yeah. Freedom of whatever. Uh, and they, that was really sick too. Um, yeah, I, I really like their music. Um, yeah, I was a fan. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I don't think they're a band anymore. Honestly, I haven't seen or heard anything from them so basically since FYA. Because yeah. I know they got on, they got on plead your case, um, and then, like I said, I think Lucas, who played guitar in that band, left, mm-hmm. and I think he. I mean, one of them can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he he wrote a lot of the music, so I think they were trying to figure out what direction they were going to go and try to find somebody else to fill the spot and stuff like that, and that, then the pandemic hit, so I don't even know yeah. if that's even a, even a band anymore. Yeah. We, it's a bummer, but shit happens. Yeah. That's yeah. why I always tell everybody, appreciate these bands while they're around and active and doing shit because you never know when they're going to call it quits or you know when things pop off or you know just things happen so it's just never never just uh sleep on bands if if you like it show them love oh yeah i mean there's so many bands that i've i've slept on and then years later i go back and listen to it and i'm like i'm stupid i could have seen this band like a hundred (laughs) times um yeah, I I went to my senior prom instead of going to Where Eagles Dares uh, last show, and I regret oh. it. <laughs> I regret it to this day. <laughs> the, the last show here in Arizona. Yeah, was that was that the one with Seventh Gen? Honestly, I don't even remember who was on the bill. All, all I know it was, uh, it, it was just their last show that they announced, and I was just like, yeah. damn it! I was like, like I have a huge crush on like my prom date, but like. Will they come back? And I was so torn. And then obviously I made the decision to go. Um, and it wasn't that fun. Prom's overrated. <laughs> I, I think I think the last Where Eagles Dare show would have been way better. Oh yeah. I uh I mean I I never even saw them until they did the first well, it might have been the only reunion that they did for within these walls in two thousand twelve, mm-hmm. I think. Like I always knew who they were, but I I I'm just too young to I just missed it missed yeah. the mark um they had a really cool band afterwards called uh well not all of them but some of them had a really cool band afterwards called red sun that was really good it was jason who did vocals and somebody else i don't remember they were really cool yeah no i it's funny you say that though because i i skipped my prom to go see i think it was touche amore <laughs> Uh, but they played a field in the middle of ASU. Oh, wow. That sounds crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. I don't remember who else played. I really don't. Yeah, It wasn't like a hardcore show. They just were playing. And I, it might have been like Sea Haven. Sea Haven? That band? Yeah, it was them. And I think Piano Become Teeth or Becomes Teeth or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Piano's Become the Teeth was yeah. on that. Yeah. And they, they played like a concrete <laughs> slab that was in the middle of like it's called it was called the secret garden it's still there it's like a literally just like a grass patch in the middle of asu in between buildings and my girlfriend at the time was mad 
She wanted to be a prom. <laughs> yeah, actually, she might have been there with me, but I think that oh, yeah. she secretly had wanted to go. But either way, I made the right choice. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I, I'm betting that you did because yeah. like the prom's way overrated, especially. Um, yeah, I, I just just wasn't like a fan because like I, I, growing up seeing it in like all these um, rom coms and stuff like that, thinking it was going to be such a cool night. And I, I tried to make the most of it, but I was just like the whole night I was just sitting with regret. <laughs> Knowing that you could be stage diving to intensive yeah. care unit by where Eagles there. <clears throat> I tried to see right. if I can find, if I can find that flyer. Cause I, I'm pretty sure it was them in seventh gen and it was like a really cool lineup, but I don't remember. Uh, if I find it, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'm, I don't think. Yeah. Please send it my way because I yeah, yeah that was like 2006. I I had the uh, they did a screen print mm-hmm. for that show and I had it but I don't think I have it anymore. I think I gave it to someone who was actually there because I felt bad about having it and not <laughs> not being there. Respect, uh, you know I'm, I'm sure that whoever yeah. you gave it to really appreciates it. Hope so. Well, damn, I'm you know stoked on arizona hardcore there's uh a, a lot of good bands going on right now and for you guys being a newer band i'm i'm stoked to see you guys be part of that and eventually uh because it will happen uh, eventually uh, see you guys get you know get to play a show because i think that's yeah, going to be be awesome for you guys to to get out there get in front of people and uh just grow that way because obviously it's it's cool and, and fun to spread on the internet but like i feel like once kids are able to see it and uh, absorb it live then you know the word of mouth will spread and things will get even you know bigger and better yeah one one can only hope and uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna manifest it here by saying well, we're gonna play here and manifest it, saying that we're gonna play in California. So you can you don't have to drive seven hours to watch us play probably a ten minute set. Thank you. I like I said I I will do it if I have to, but I, I would uh, much rather you know drive down to to program or uh, chain reactions right down the street from where I live. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I know exactly where you are then. Yeah, I I, I yeah. live in the city of Anaheim. I I li- literally live down the street from Disneyland. Oh, we're oh, yeah. lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's why I moved here, but it's just really expensive. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, Chain Reaction's sick. I'd love to play Chain Reaction. I'd love to play Program. Um, hopefully, let's hope. All right. Well, uh, seriously, thank you guys for taking the time and coming on the podcast. Because, like I said, I've been a fan since the demo dropped, and uh, I was really psyched to have you guys on the podcast. But before we sign off, is there anything you guys want to say or shout out? Um, at least for me, uh, I just want to shout out. I guess I already named most of the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Arizona Hardcore, uh, you know, Arms Reach, Easy Money, uh, Skin Ticket, Incentive. Anyone else I'm not thinking of? Misery Block. I can't think of anyone else. I'm just drawing a blank. Either way, that. Um, and then just if you like the first demo, keep an eye out because hopefully we're hoping to have a second longer release out uh, in the next coming months, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dean, you got. Uh, just thank you for having us on. It, like I said earlier, it anyone that even cared to listen to this, it really does mean a lot. We didn't think this was going to be anything and for it to be where we're at in a sense, it's, it's, it's crazy. So thank you. I appreciate it. I, uh, 
you can send me a DM with your shirt size too, so we can go ahead and send you a shirt. We would love to do that. So I'm just uh Oh wow, thank you. Done. Yeah. Uh thanks for having us uh, having us on here and, and letting us be uh uh in the the same I guess uh the midst of a lot of the other guests you've had. Once you DM me, I went back because I heard of your podcast, but I never actually listened to it. And mm. I went back and I, I listened to a bunch of them and you've had some real crazy guests. So the fact that you even want to talk to us is wild to me, but I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's my pleasure. Like I, I always tell everybody this is, um, you know, for me, I, I just want to use this platform that I have to spread awareness to you know, bands that I like you know, truly enjoy and that I think people should be um, in tune with. So, um, you know, it, I, it's, it's my pleasure to have you guys on, uh, you know, yeah, like I've had some big name guests on, but like I just want to have on people who like I'm truly like a fan of. So so it's seriously my pleasure. And I, I'm grateful that you guys are willing to take the time out of your day to, to come on here with me. Yeah. Thanks. Again, it, again, can't can't say thank you enough. This is this is sick. And for anybody listen, that likes our band or is going to check it out, thank you. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back soon.